0: Uh, first off about, uh, I guess, your 2016 season, you've been really busy here the last three months here on the on the tour, uh, got through the cut at the U.S. Women's Open, but uh, first of all, why don't you just recap uh, 2016 so far for you?
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, it has been kind of a, a crazy schedule because with the Olympics, all of the LPGA events got kind of smushed together in in one large stretch. So uh, the the beginning of the year was really busy. I actually ended up playing 10 weeks in a row. which was way more than anyone should ever do. But, uh, you know, it was a good experience for me. And um, I learned, I learned a lot about pacing myself. And, um, but it's been good the last, the last three weeks to have a little time off. You know, throughout this season, I've, I've struggled a little bit with some different areas of my game, specifically my swing, been making some changes, you know, and and I really believe in them. I, I think long term they're going to be really good, but you know, in the short term, it doesn't always pay dividends. So, you know, it's been it's been a, a patience building season, I would say. And you know, I've had a couple good tournaments, but I definitely am looking to uh, looking to have a couple good events here coming up.
0: When you go through the grind like that, a couple of questions uh, when you mentioned the schedule. Um, when you have to make adjustments like that, and as a golfer, especially at that level, you're constantly making adjustments. Is there enough time going from week to week like that to do that, or is you have to do it maybe over time?
1: Well, you know, it's it's tough because you do have to do it. You know, while you're while you're on the road, you have to do it during competition and making those adjustments because it's not a one day thing and then it's ingrained. You know, you have to really commit to it, and it, when you put it under pressure, it doesn't always hold up right away. So committing to it, even though it may not have the, the perfect results right away is really important. Uh, but there's really, you know, because you can't wait for an off week to make changes. Um, there's just, we don't have enough off weeks. Uh, so that's, that's been a huge part of the adjustment coming from college to then playing on the LPGA. In college, we would have two weeks off and then you go play a two day event and then you'd have three weeks off, and you'd go play a two-day event. So there was a lot of t- you know downtime in between events where you could really hone your game and make sure that you were um, peaking right at the time of the event. Uh, now we play you know three to four weeks in a row, and there just isn't that time to step away from competitive golf to make adjustments. You have to do it during, uh, during the tournament. You
0: mentioned the Olympics and the LPGA taking a break for the Olympics. Uh, what's your feelings on uh, golf as an Olympic sport, and have you followed any of it?
1: Well, it's just really exciting. You know, I think for the game of golf in general, it's going to help grow it. You know, any time that you can get golf on the world stage, kids are watching, and it gets, it generates excitement. So I think it's great for the game of golf. Uh, I know it's great for I have a, a lot of friends that are playing in it, and they were just really excited to go down there and, and participate. Um, it, you know, I think I would have liked to see maybe a little bit more of a team format, you know, because just going out and playing four days of stroke play, that's what we do in all of our 32 events throughout the year. You know, so I think, you know, from kind of a selfish, you know, entertainment standpoint, I would have loved to see, a, you know, kind of like Solheim or um, the Ryder Cup, maybe even mix between the guys and the girls. It would be fun to see something a little different,
0: and that you know that might be something down the line that they think about. But uh, that's a it's a very good point. I mean, I think the Ryder Cup, I think that's why, and the Solheim Cup as well. I think people enjoy that just because it is different from the week to week grind, and I imagine the players probably do too.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. It's always, I mean, it's the most exciting event of the year. I mean, people come out to to watch that. They there's just a different atmosphere, and especially with. Um, with the Olympics, just representing your your country, and it's just it's not the individual sport that golf usually is. I think it would have generated a lot more enthusiasm and maybe even viewership uh, with you know with some sort of a, a team event that was a little bit different.
0: You will be uh, helping out the uh, NDSU golf team, kind of giving back to uh, to your alma mater. How did this come about? Did they approach you? Did you approach them? How did this uh, how did this come to be?
1: Yeah, well, no, I'm, first off, really excited to, to be with them this fall. You know, actually, uh, you know, I have a, a great relationship with Matt Johnson, who I played for, and so we'll talk periodically, and he called me about, you know, a month and a half ago, and he was, you know, just kind of testing the water, seeing if that's something I'd be interested in, uh, you know, just helping out the team this this fall specifically, because I have more time in in the fall than in the spring, and, you know, he was he was really clear to say, you know, playing is still number one for you. You know, we're not trying to take away from what you're trying to do on the LPGA, but if you're back in Fargo and when you are, you could come to some practices, um, maybe even an event or two, uh, and just, you know, really help the girls out, maybe with like course management, the mental side, you know, maybe some drills, you know, just in whatever capacity I can. Um, I'm available and a resource for them to use. So it won't be, you know, an incredibly time um intensive commitment but i just am really excited to be you know be back part of the team part of the bison family and just available for the the girls to use and in whatever way they want to
0: that's uh we can say that's a great resource and uh, i mean i guess you you think about your time when you were there and you and I, when you look back on that can you i'm sure you can probably look in their in their shoes and they're 18 19 years old and uh uh, you know, trying to, to to be a student, trying to figure out their golf game. And you talked about the mental aspect, and that's probably uh, probably more so than the, the the actual the actual physical you know part of playing the game.
1: Yeah, there's certainly a lot a lot to the mental side of golf. You know, and and like you said, you know, coming in as an 18 19 year old, uh, you're just you know you're leaving your parents. You're really forming kind of your view of the world. There's so much that happens in college off the golf course, and then you know you throw the academic load um, you know, the athletic pressures, just all of that, you know, even if it's just one of those things where they just need to talk to somebody on the outside, Hey, you know what, I'm going through this. Like, how do I even manage all of, you know, all of these things that are being thrown at me? Like I've been there. I've, you know, I've, (laughs) I've gone through that grind and that struggle and feeling like you don't have enough sleep. And, um, you know, so in any way that I can even advise how to balance that, um, the academics, the athletics, social all of all the aspects that are so important in college you know i i feel like um being on this side of things i learned a lot and i would do some things you know differently so if i can give some of that advice um you know i definitely am happy to
0: you went through the say basically three months where it was tournaments 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 um you know how how did you not uh, you know, just physically, like I said it it had to be tough week to week. You're going from one tournament and jumping to the next. I mean, there was just uh, you know, how would you get through that?
1: Yeah, no, it was it was ten weeks straight on the road competing every week. And you know, physically, I felt great. that's the that's the thing that's you know interesting is you get to the end of you know there's a lot of travel. you're in different time zones, and you kind of expect to be physically worn down. That wasn't really my issue at all. It was more just the mental. You know, I had no time in there to really have a day where I just stepped away from golf, you know, and so just having that mental, that mental space, I didn't have that for 10 weeks. And so, um, that was definitely, that definitely started to wear on me and, you know, it was just one of those things you kind of just have to push through cause you got to do what you got to do. And it, I was just fortunate cause I had, you know, five weeks off after that with the Olympics and how everything, um played out so you know now i'm feeling good but i just needed a little time off to recuperate from that stretch uh
0: what's your schedule like i know you're going to be uh in, uh, in canada this coming week but uh, when does the uh, when does the lpga tour kick uh, kick back into full swing
1: right so next week we actually start up again and it's in calgary we have the women's canadian open which is our largest purse that's a non-major so it's a great event. Everyone always looks forward to it. It, it rotates courses. So we're on a new course that I've, I've never seen before. But um, I'm looking forward to starting that up again next week. And then we head to Ontario, Canada for the Manualized Classic the week after that. So we have two Canadian events in a row. And uh, that that is where the LPGA is at coming up.
0: Is, uh, are they courses you've seen before?
1: So the first one is not in Calgary. Uh, the second one I have played... Uh, last year I played it they uh, my rookie year it was a different course so I had to learn learn a new one last year but now we're repeating again
0: and then uh, you kind of get back into into the into the full swing this is like third year in the tour and have you I guess what are things um do you kind of feel like a veteran now I mean what are things that seem like their old hat to you as far as travel and the arrangements and all of that and what are things that you're still that are still kind of a learning experience for you?
1: Yeah, you know it is kind of crazy. You know, being my third year, and you know the average length on tour is two years. You know, so when when you look at it and you see Paula Creamer and Michelle Wee, and you know the uh, Julie Inkster who have been out there for years, Mm -hmm. they're really the exception. You know, so a lot of people have you know they come in and then they go off the next year, and so for me as as my third year, I got asked to actually be uh, be a big sister to three rookies, and I'm like, wait, uh, you know. To me, it's still just my third year, and I still feel like I'm learning so much. No. But, you know, coming in and and remembering what it's like to be a rookie, I actually I do realize how far I've come. And, and certain things, like especially the travel, you know, booking flights or, uh, you know, which airport do you go into. And then also, like, the course knowledge. Knowing pretty much all of the courses week to week, that just takes so much, so much time away from having to – you know, play 18 holes on Monday, 18 holes on Tuesday, yep. trying to get every look in the golf course. So, you know, those things have, I really feel like um, I do feel like a veteran in, but you know, it, it's still golf is just a confusing game. And so, you know, trying to, you know, just stay, stay patient and not let, you know, cause it has been a tougher season for me. And so not letting myself get, um, you know, frustrated or panicked or, or apply extra pressure on myself. You know, those are kind of the same feelings I had my rookie year, where you just want to make something happen so badly, and you know, at, with with maturity, you kind of realize you got to let things happen and just focus on the process. And you know, so I think some of those tendencies are maybe kind of like when I was a rookie.
0: Do you have a favorite uh, favorite course to play on the tour?
1: Um, you know, one of my favorite events is out in San Francisco. We play Lake Merced, mm-hmm. which for golf fans, it's really close to Olympic Club. And and it's a very similar style, just traditional, but a tough golf course. The grass is, the rough is really long. The greens are fast and you can't miss it on the short side of the pin. You know, so it's one of those that you have to really think your way around. And I absolutely love that. So that's always one of my favorite stops when we play in San Francisco.
0: Well, Amy, we appreciate the time today. Uh, Best of luck. Uh, I'm sure people will be uh, seeing uh, seeing you around here uh, this fall from time to time, helping out uh, the uh, the Bison women's golf team. But uh, good luck the rest of the way, and uh, thank you very much for your time.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having me.